Big O Tires is rolling out Black Friday deals now through December 8th. Get limited-time Black Friday savings on oil changes, brakes, car batteries, and more. You'll also save big on tires. How big? Buy three select tires, get one free with paid installation, including brands like Nitto and Cooper. Get four tires, but pay for only three. Right now at Big O Tires, during Black Friday deals only through December 8th. Interest-free financing available, too. For your nearest participating location, go to BigOtires.com. Well, 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 the Chiefs played a home game on Sunday and didn't lose. The Chiefs defeated the Minnesota Vikings 26-23, and we're here to talk about it on Sports BKC, presented by Big O Tires. The gang of Herbie Teope, Sam McDowell, Sam Mellinger, and Vahe Gregorian got together for a Facebook Live after the game, and now it's a podcast. We cover the improved defense, breaking the three-game home losing streak, Matt Moore's second start, Damian Williams' 91-yard touchdown run, Tyreek Hill's overall terrific game, and much more. You can read our stories about the game from the show notes links also on KansasCity.com, the Red Zone Extra app, and my favorite place to read sports, the newspaper. Thanks to Sportsbeat KC producer Leah Becerra and Red Zone Extra producer Beth Welsh for making all of this happen. And we'll be back on Tuesday for another episode of Sportsbeat KC. Thanks for listening. Welcome to Red Zone Extra Facebook Live, and we are glad to see you, if for no other reason, to get Herbie Teope to stop talking about karaoke. <laughs> you are going to stop talking about yes. karaoke, aren't you? I can't promise I'm not going to stop singing. <laughs> for the first time since late September, we get to talk about a Chiefs' own victory with Sam McDowell, Herbie Karaoke Teope, and Sam Mellinger. <laughs> We're pretty sure Vahe Gregorian will be by soon. We promise Vahe every week, and, 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 and sometimes we get a Vahe appearance. But he's doing, um, you know, he's putting the finishing touches on his column. I look forward to reading it. Um, and I hope, I hope you will join us in, uh, with your questions and comments on Facebook Live, uh, Red Zone Extra. Uh, but what do you know? Chiefs won a home game today. Maybe it took the changing of the clock, the fall back. It's dark outside here at 6 o'clock. Maybe it took that for the Chiefs to get it done today. Herbie, lead us off. What uh, kind of give us the what was the headline of this game and first few paragraphs for this game story that once again you had to write not knowing (laughs) who was going to win in the final moments? Two or three. Rough draft leads, but you know what? I, I think this game here really says a lot about the character of the Chiefs. Uh, this was another tough NFC North opponent, a, a winning team, and, and they went toe to toe with them just like they did last week against Green Bay. But this time around, they were able they were able to overcome some of the adversity that they suffered last weekend against the Packers. The, the Michael Hardman fumble didn't cost them. Harrison Butker came up huge down the stretch there, and the defense. My goodness, the defense really stood up and took the best shot that Dalvin Cook, one of the league's top running backs, they, they took the best shot and they, they punched him right back in the mouth. And I thought that was very impressive. There are a lot of storylines in this game, and I know like Sam wrote about it. That's where Vahe is right now, we think, writing, yeah. <laughs> writing about this. I know you wrote about um, the kicker, Harrison Butker. So there were a lot of things in this game, but I, I thought that this, this game really showed the character of the team because, again, they did this without Patrick Mahomes against one of the league's best teams 
So I, that was impressive. Matt Moore goes to one and one as a starter for for the Chiefs. Um, we will get into whether that will be his final record for the Chiefs a, a little bit later. But I thought Matt Moore played. I thought he played well last week against the Packers and uh, had similar stats this week, and it paid off in a victory for him. Let's just go to the the final sequence, okay? The the Chiefs' defense does a terrific job getting the ball back, forcing a punt, and they get the ball back on a a poor um, uh, punt. Um, So they get the ball in good field position. But on the first play, they lose 14 yards on a sack, and and so the Chiefs are starting somewhat in a hole. But a big 17-yard completion to Travis Kelsey, um, a hot route to Tyreek Hill for 13 yards, and Butker uh, kicks the 44-yarder game winner. And I believe you have determined, or it's been determined, um, that there was a little uh, – it, 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 was, it was blocked. Yeah, the, the, it was kick, the field goal, the game-winning field goal was tipped at the line of scrimmage. Yeah, Butker said in his postgame that – Hey, that's what I'm going with, the fact that it was that it was it was tipped or blocked at some point just because I think all of us could see but based on our side angle that the ball was knuckling the way it was and there wasn't spinning in over end and he said because he kicked the ground a little bit first that's usually a good sign hmm. because the ball will spin to an over end he looked up and, and kind of panicked a little bit like that doesn't look right and said he's never kicked a ball like that so he's go so he just said I'm I'm going with it had to be blocked and uh Daniel Hunter, I believe it was, mm-hmm. uh, did say in his post game in the in the Vikings locker room apparently that he did get a piece. Is that who got it? Hunter did. Yeah, yeah. he is such a good player. He broke and, through and, the and line. He came up the middle, right? Yeah, yeah, came up the middle, and I mean, forty-four yarder to get tipped and and still go in. I mean, that that's I don't have any stats on that, but that, that's got to be unusual. <laughs> After making a fifty-four yarder, yeah. to, to tie the and, game. And, Kind of weird win today. I mean, we were looking at the flags, Herbie and I, a lot throughout the game. We were talking about it. The wind was blowing hard in one direction at one point, pretty hard in the other one. But um, Bucker seemed most excited about it, actually, because he kicked three field goals in the last 15 and a half minutes of this game. And it was the one at the end of the third quarter that he was particularly pleased with because he thought it was identical to the kick he missed last week against Green mm-hmm. Bay on the right hash. Um, as a righty, his his ball has a natural hook from right to left, and the wind was also going that way. And that's what he said was the issue last week. And so uh, he just drilled that over and over again this week. So to make that one, I think, was the one he was most proud of. But, but of course, we're all going to remember the last one. Yeah, and the fact that he, he was 4 for 4 I know he was down on himself for missing one last week. And Andy Reid even brought it up, I remember, in the postgame press a couple conference. Times, you, yeah. you, you can't miss field goals, yeah. when you're, especially when you don't have your quarterback going. And... Uh, and you're, you can't fumble, even though that happened today. So it occurred to me when you were when you mentioned McCole Hardman fumble, Herbie, that the Chiefs are now two and zero in games in which McCole Hardman fumbles the <laughs> second half kickoff because he did it at Detroit too, I think. Yeah. Uh, and they ended up winning that game. So, so Sam, um, what uh, I, I know you kind of wrote about a big picture uh, thing. I thought it was a heck of a win for the Chiefs and one that I didn't think was going to happen. Yeah. I believe yeah. I, you joined me in that uh, absolutely in that belief. Uh, but yeah, bottom line for us. Yeah, uh, the the moment that stuck out, and this is what I, I led the column with, was right after the kick, <laughs> and Butker just sprints the other way, and you can see like this mass of these red jerseys spilling out from the sideline, first toward you know the thirty four yard line where he kicked it from, and then just like chasing him down the field, and you see a little guy in a sort of mullet <laughs> in a camo sweatsuit with a knee brace on his right knee. And he's like the first one to buck her. And you're just thinking, no. Please don't. What are you doing? <laughs> and, please don't. And, and they kind of embraced each other, but sort of like at a distance, you know, like it was kind of like 
two teenagers dancing with the chaperones. You know, uh, there's like a, a little space, and then there's just like, okay, that's enough. And then like Mahomes like walks away by himself, and yeah. uh, and Bucker goes and celebrates with his teammates. It just to me that like just that's this team at this moment, like celebrating either the best or the second best win of the season. I think with the Ravens um, is the other one that I'm thinking about, um, and but still cognizant of the bigger picture, right? Of, of keeping that guy healthy. Yeah. And I think they're going to get him. You know, the, the, the sort of soft plan for a while now has been the Titans game. Yeah, and so is. to me, I just think they just stole a game against a really good team. Playoff team. With their third string quarterback, you know, and, and, and did that and now is going to get the, the MVP back. If you look at their schedule, uh, the Titans lost today. Yep. Um, so the Patriots are the only team on the Chiefs' schedule right now that has a winning record. If the Chiefs go six and one over those games, it's very likely that they get the number two seed. And, and home field, we've talked about this, right? Yeah. You wrote about it this week. Not that big of a deal, but a first round bye is is certainly That's preferable. More rest, yeah. You know, yeah. So the the one exception, of course, the, you know, the Patriots are eight and zero. We'll see if they go nine and zero tonight. But um, you know, if they, if they can finish six and one. Very likely that they get that. If they finish five and two, even they've got a pretty good shot. I we, we picked the game on Thursday at our, our Facebook Live at Big O Tires, and, and and you and I and who else? You? Uh, uh, oh yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Uh, karaoke. Uh, we all we, we all forget. But I, I wasn't. We were wrong. wrong. We were wrong. We were wrong. But it wasn't. You know, it, it was, we left. It was a split decision, right? I mean, we left open open the possibility. Um, but I'm with you, Sam. I, I this is. Um, this is an impressive win over a team I think is good enough to be in the playoffs. We'll see if they're there. Yeah, NFC is really tough. I mean, it's a yeah, it tough yeah. business. This, you can you can be ten and six and not get in the playoffs in the NFC this year. And and totally like in any way, anyhow, that you can beat a team as good as the Vikings is going to be a really good day. But again, to do it with a third string quarterback, but also, you know, Dalvin Cook <laughs> um, had been like ripping apart the league. And he goes for 71 yards on 21 carries. I mean, that's 3.7, 3.8, something like that uh, per carry for for a run defense that has been justifiably crushed for about three years now. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a group of linebackers that were just slaughtered um, over the past week or two, and and they showed up really well. I mean, they, you know, that, those sorts of look like the defense isn't great, but it's a clear upward trend line. It and, is, and they're and they're improving in clear ways each week. Chris Jones made a big difference in that yeah, too. Yeah, he did. Yep, yep, and and lined him up on the outside. Yeah, you know, as you know, his former position. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wasn't he wasn't in the middle. Although he, he in the toward, I think in the second half we saw him in the middle more. But in, in the, at the beginning of the game, it was he, Agba, and Passigno were were uh, uh, that was the rotation at uh, at defensive end. So, uh, how about what do you think of this uh, idea that uh, the Chiefs? They lost a one-score game last week. They win a one-score game this week. I think, I think Matt Moore's comfort level grew this week. We could tell from the touchdown pass to Tyreek Hill that, <laughs> that you know, he, he said last week that he underestimated Tyreek Hill's speed. This week he didn't. He laid it out there for him. Tyreek Hill, Tyreek Hill makes a fantastic catch and scores. Um, but today also may have been a difference between if we, you know, yes, the defense has improved and other things went well, but. It may be the difference between Aaron Rodgers and Kirk Cousins as well. <laughs> that was a big difference. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah, a so big difference. I mean, uh, and, you know, the, that's not new, right? But uh, that was not even the good Kirk Cousins. You know, uh, the, the image that's going to stick is 
uh, third and whatever, and he scrambles. He's got a lot of space, and he slides <laughs> perfectly a yard and a half short of the stick. Like three yards shy. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I mean, that was just – that's an unforced error. And, and, and he was, I think, 19 of 38. I think that's right. Hmm. Uh, you know, just inaccurate at other yeah. times. And, and I, I think the Chiefs, you know, give Steve Spagnuolo credit. We've been saying that a little bit more often over the last month, right? Um, I think they confuse the Vikings. I think they, you know, were flipping coverages and, and, and you know, were in zone when Cousins was expecting man and, and vice versa. And, um, and, and also just up front, I, I think the Vikings, I don't watch them obviously like every week or anything, but <laughs> sure seems like the kind of team that they get Dalvin Cook going and then everything else else opens up and the Chiefs never allowed that to happen Derek Naughty was a beast right yeah, yeah. He, he, was, yeah, he, was he was he's been really good yeah. he was incredible the Vikings actually said after the game that not only were they mixing stuff up like you said in coverages but they were mixing up what they were doing up front and that yeah. caused their offensive line some confusion as well yeah. um, and I think what they were referring to is there were a few times where the linebackers were lined up Along with on the line of scrimmage, and then they backed up. It was it was difficult to tell who was coming and who who mm-hmm. wasn't. Um, even on running downs, I mean, you see that a lot on third and longs, but even on running downs, and I, I thought it just confused the linemen about who to block tonight. Um, so um, yeah, we had a comment. Um, no no new injuries today, which was which is huge. Yeah, that's, well, that's a first, I think for. Yeah, you know, there's always one or two guys that you know that don't finish the game and are out. I, I, in fact, I, I counted before the game today when we got the inactives, and again, six more starters didn't play again today. You know, Mahomes and go down the list. Um, that's three games in a row that six players who didn't who started in the opening game at Jacksonville. So it's a third straight week six starters didn't play, and, and then the week before that there were five. The Chiefs have missed 31 games to start, 31 starts this year from starters. Wow. People who started the Jacksonville game. Yeah. That's a ton. That's, yeah, a, that's a ton. And, and they're six and three, which is yeah. pretty darn good. Absolutely. If you're if you were the Chiefs and you said it, it, these last two games, if you can make it through, and then we we all seem to think that this is the start and end of the stretch that they're going to have without Mahomes. And it, you would have thought if they can win one of those two games against two teams that have six win teams, they'll take it. And based on the way the rest of the AFC is unfolding, I agree with Sam. I, I think the Chiefs are the front runner for the number two seed based on what they did today. That's tough. I mean, that, that, that's good stuff. If that's, um, uh, if, if, you know, I, I had my doubts going in because of the because of the Texans and the Texans won today right over in London. And uh, aren't they six and three now too with the tiebreaker over the yeah. Chiefs? And then yeah, the, the Colts lost. Colts lost to Pittsburgh. Yeah, yep. uh, and, and then, lost and, then, and lost uh, Jacoby Brissett today. Yeah, and then, injury. Uh, Baltimore's going to start playing here in a little bit. Yeah, and those are the teams you kind of look at as yeah. other possible division winners and playoff opponent types. And and no, I know I said this the other day on the show, but um, if if there, there's a scenario where all three of those teams, the Texans, Ravens, and this and this team, finish eleven and five, and if the Ravens beat the Texans at home, the Chiefs would have that tiebreaker yeah. based on you would assume based on the the AFC West record. You know, we, we spent a lot of time on Thursday talking about, um, you know, what's what's wrong with Arrowhead, and you wrote about it, Sam, for in today's paper, um, you know, why, where's the Arrowhead magic? I thought today was even more of a visitor's, <laughs> yeah. you know, stadium than last week with the Packers, with with the per- the amount of purple we saw in I Arrowhead. I thought your analogy was the best, that it looked like a K-State-Nebraska game here. <laughs> yeah, on right. a neutral field, you know, yeah. K-State-Nebraska bowl game. Yeah. Um, the opposing fans caused a false start from the Chiefs. <laughs> that's, a, that's a thing that happened today. <laughs> that's right. um, that was, I, I don't think I've seen as many, when the Steelers are here, they, they bring a ton of people, and 
Packers, Packers obviously. Packers had a bunch last week. I have never seen more visiting fans in the stadium than Me I saw neither. today. Today it's, was something different. I mean, before the game, it was more Vikings fans in here, and then of course the Chiefs fans are the tailgaters. Yeah, the tailgaters. They know kind of when to hit the gates. So, but I, it was close to fifty-fifty. And I know we're we see the visiting side, so people like to get behind their their team's bench. So we probably saw the heaviest percentage of, of Vikings fans. We can't see the lower level down here behind the Chiefs bench, but the part we saw, it seemed pretty close to to a split. I think Va, I mean not Vahe. Blair brought up a good point though. Before the game, Minneapolis is only six hours away, so you can get here. Pretty yeah, you can easily. get here. You can get here. All right. So I've been stalling, waiting to waiting for Vahe to to get here to talk about Tyreek Hill. Nope. <laughs> no, no Vahe in sight. But um, uh, which is why Sam has the mic. By the way, he's going to share with Vahe when he gets here because we're um, if he gets here. If he gets here, uh, I thought Tyreek Hill was the best player in the game today. Difference maker from the from the first touchdown reception to um, the, 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 the fact that he was on the field at, at returning punts and they didn't kick to him, which yeah. created the short punt. Sure did. You know, uh, what, what, I mean, he is the ultimate difference-making player, isn't he? And the Vikings just freaked out when they saw Tyreek Hill back there <laughs> to return a punt. Yeah. Kick it out of bounds! Um, I mean, those were <laughs> terrible punts. Uh, that touchdown was a marvel of athleticism. The, the first, way. you're talking about the touchdown reception. Yeah, the, the I mean, just... The extension, I mean, just catching it and, and falling on the ground would have been a hell of a play. But then he somehow, like, plants left leg, right leg, left leg, and then the right leg, I think, again, to dive into the end zone yeah. across the – I mean, that, that was amazing. Football and then, move. Yeah, yeah definite <laughs> football move. And, I mean, the, the <laughs> on Damian Williams' touchdown, that, that video is going to live a long time. When you <laughs> ran him down. Yeah. I mean, that, <laughs> that, that, that was amazing. <laughs> Amazing. I saw somebody on somebody online like compared it to Mr. Freeze and those yeah, Braves games are just like this guy. <laughs> I like your tweet. Though. I like your analogy. The airport people yeah, the mover. people mover. I mean, it, just didn't, it didn't look like reality. It just didn't. But then I mean, you know, more you know, affecting of the game. Um, the last play that, that set up the Bucker kick that that was going to be a fifty yarder, a fifty two yarder. At that point, yeah. if it gets blocked, it's not good. And more and, more talked about that play because. They were expecting a zero blitz on that play because that's what the Vikings were doing basically the last two drives, and especially that drive. They, they realized they could get to Matt Moore and that he wasn't right. making. Those last two series, they, they put a lot of pressure on yeah. Matt Moore. Yeah, and I, I thought if there was a weakness today in Matt Moore was that he wasn't making super quick decisions. And he decided before that play, I've got to get this ball out no matter what, and that Tyreek Hill was going to be the guy if they were bringing the zero blitz, and he expected they were going to bring the zero blitz. So Hill ran the route he was supposed to run, but... Moore said he shortened it up because all so many guys were coming. And he said, thank God he did because I had to get rid of the ball so quickly. And Tyreek Hill was already turned around waiting on it because he saw all the guys coming. So there was a little bit more adjustment sort of on, on, spur of the moment on the spot mm-hmm. than, than probably looked like it was on TV. Uh, on the Tyreek Hill touchdown, though, and Sam, you, you were saying he did an amazing job of getting into the end zone. Matt Moore said after the game he didn't even see the yeah, play because yeah. he got hit. He was being taken to the ground, didn't realize that Hill had caught it until the roar of the crowd and one of the offensive linemen was telling him, Hill caught it, Hill caught it, let's go. And he was yeah. like, sweet, he caught it. Moore, Moore's a good talker, um, and you like to get him to uh, to explain some plays, but there were two or three plays he was like, I, I, to be honest, I haven't seen <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. I didn't see it. My back was on the ground, uh, which is something I think all of us have sort of marveled at his game that maybe we didn't quite know until you actually see him play. He certainly is willing to stand in there and take a hit. Yeah. Um, so a couple, couple want to know, um, 
should uh, Damian Williams be the guy and not LaShawn McCoy? I think with Andy Reid's offense, uh, he's going to go with the hot hand. He's shown that throughout the years, with the exception when he had Jamal Charles here as his guy. Even going back to his time in Philadelphia, he always had that committee approach until somebody emerged. McCoy in Philly, Brian Westbrook in Philly, Deuce Staley in Philly, but they also had two or three other running backs to go along with them. I don't know if Williams can be the guy as long as McCoy is here because they're going to get McCoy's touches. I'll tell you what, I, and, and Damian Williams said after the game, he was, um, as he was going down the field on the 91-yard touchdown run, which, which, which he was watching on the Jumbotron, watching himself on the Jumbotron, and that's when he noticed Hill coming up from behind oh, him. That's fine. Thought, thought Hill was on the other side and, and was kind of just startled a little bit. <laughs> um, I, I thought Damian Williams, it's a, he's a go-to guy in the locker room, just a you know, really nice person to talk to. And um, you know, he said he didn't take any of the credit for the run. That Andrew Wiley and Mitchell Schwartz kind of cleared it out, they and did. then he made the he made the one move on the on the safety, and and then you know, Tyreek Hill did the seal block on on the cornerback that yeah. was chasing him down. He still has to cut back though, and because that's not where that play was intended to go, he makes that cutback into a different hole, I think, in the line. Then yeah, maybe. So he, yeah. he's being humble. I mean, you yeah, know, he, he's he not did make a couple of credit, but it wasn't. That. That was not a Barry Sanders, you know, 80 no. yard run. But and, I mean, in the backfield, though, it seemed like that was an off tackle to the left play, at least an off guard play, and he ends up back on the right side of the, the right guard on that play. I'd have to watch it back again, but I, I just remember Schwartz coming over, just wiping out that edge. Yeah. And and once he did that, whether planned or not, once he did that, there was. Yeah. I mean, it, it just, there was a big opening right there for him. So Jack Hilliard, um, you know, Tells us and reminds us that um, you know, coaches, uh, Dylan uh, McCullough, the running backs, running backs coach, was talking about Darwin Thompson getting him some more playing time this week. I'll have to look at the snap counts, but I don't, I don't remember seeing him. Well, he didn't drive. He, yeah, he was inactive. Oh, he was inactive. Yeah, That's he was right. inactive. Darwin Thompson was inactive today. That's right. That's right. The six injured players and Darwin Thompson. That was. That's not a good sign. No. There's only but, one, you know, healthy scratch, and, and you're that guy. Yeah, yeah. What, but, what does that mean for him? I don't, I don't think I don't, I don't want to read too much into it because of. The move they made Saturday to bring up Ivy from the practice squad, defensive lineman, and I think a lot of that had to do with the opponent. They knew they had to load up to stop mm. Dalvin Cook and this, and this Vikings offense, and there was a lot of rotations going on there in the middle. In the middle, because remember, at the start of the game, you and I were saying, okay, who's in there now? And it was like a constant rotation because Jones didn't even start the game. Right, remember right. he was he was on the side. Having to push Jones some to the edge meant you needed another guy in the Correct. middle for yeah. those plays. He was on the edge. Correct. They only, they only had two healthy defensive ends today, so Jones had, right. Jones, Jones had right. to play some. That's on why the he was in the, the defensive end rotation. Um, but so, for me, for me, the running back situation, I, I agree with Herbie. I think it's going to go back to the hot hand, um, and he. I, I, it seemed like today McCoy was was going to be the guy maybe late in that first half, and he did sense that Damian Williams was had something going today, even before that long touchdown run. Mm -hmm. um, so we'll be joined momentarily by Vahe Gregorian, who has mm -hmm. wrapped up this column, and we'll, we'll, we'll get some more uh, Tyreek Hill. You're going to share the mic with, uh, with Sam. Sing a note for us, please. Standing room only for Mega A team. Yeah, we've all idea? we've all done a little karaoke, so okay. whatever what do you whatever want you, to start whatever with? you want. I mean, whatever whatever moves the spirit. I was serenading you with Memory Motel by the Stones the other day. Right. Any of our audience know that song? Uh, okay. We'll see in a second. Okay. Uh, right. we'll, <laughs> uh, so you you we were just talking about Tyreek Hill and the game that he had. Yeah. And, um, 
What, what did he say after the game? I didn't he, get to talk to him. He was he was a lot of fun. He was he was uh, in entertainment mode. Um, and so anytime you bring up speed with him, he's he's going to exploit that opportunity. Um, so everything was kind of all about how, well, first of all, that you can't overthrow him. So he w- he wasn't worried that uh, Moore's pass was over his head. Um, he also uh, shrugged off any suggestion he might have felt felt you know off after he kind of dropped two passes. I, drop is a little strong, but I think he could have caught two oh, passes early. Mm-hmm. Um, and then though the highlight really was talking to him about um, the uh, his role in the 91 yard touchdown run, which was sort of part uh, just flash. Really, I mean, I, I think Damian Williams scores that touchdown without Tyreek walling off the defender. But, I mean, we're going to remember that play for Tyreek escorting him in. Um, and the fun, the sort of fun back and forth there was Damian Williams uh, was watching Tyreek, was watching whatever was behind him uh, on the end zone um, television, whatever we call that thing now. Some big people screen, don't know the name. Jumbotron. The big screen. And... Uh, Thought Tyreek was saw Tyreek coming, but thought he was coming to his left side, and uh, it seemed a little rattled when Tyreek actually came up on his right, and, and he said he almost dropped the ball. And I, I think the, the term <laughs> I used was that he was laughing, but not necessarily joking. Um, and uh, last part of this, I guess I sort of said everything that's in the column by now. Um, but the, the last uh, still click. The last, but please still click. <laughs> the last part was. Um, Tyreek said that if he'd uh, gotten him five yards earlier, he might have taken the ball from him and, and tried to get the touchdown for himself. <laughs> so, but I, I took this as sort of a uh, indicative of a good vibe in the uh, clubhouse, as they say. And, and uh, um, uh, after a much-needed win, that I'm sure you guys have uh, already gotten into that point. Actually, we haven't talked about a uh, the much-needed win part of what happened here today because players did talk about that. Um, Damian Williams uh, spoke to that. We, you and I heard that. Um, uh, I, I talked to Andrew Wiley after the game, and yeah, there was. I, I got a sense that there was uh, more than the usual amount of amount of celebrating in the locker room after the game for this one. You know, we're we can't hear. We stand outside the locker room uh, while for about ten minutes after the players go in before the media is allowed in, and you can't hear what's going on in there but I can imagine but we'll see it at some point right because they the Chiefs cameras are in there and I'm sure there'll be some sort of celebrating video that they'll be posted online so uh, no I just got a sense there was there was maybe some relief in winning this game today a sense of relief can you imagine losing four straight home games with a team that you think is playoff playoff teams don't lose four home games in a row I mean I, I don't care who the opposition is so, um, yeah, there's some circumstances here. The injuries are one thing. Matt Moore having to start a couple games, that's an issue. But I think it, I, I think it would have been uh, – I don't know what the mood would have been if they'd lost this game. I think – It was one thing to lose to, I'll tell you, mic, it was one thing to lose to Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, right? Right. I think right. it would have been tough to accept the loss today, even though, like I said, the majority of us picked the Vikings to win this game. Except for two of us, huh? <laughs> um, look, I don't think – I don't know how you define a must win. I don't think it was this, but I think it's a little bit of a reset, right? I, th- I think – and that's a pretty that's a pretty salty Vikings team. I mean, that's – that's like you said, Blair, I mean, it was not a win that was assumed. And, uh, they were favored, With right? so many we're guys still, Vikings, still the Vikings hurt. Vikings ended up three and yeah. a half, yeah. yeah. With so many guys still hurt, including, you know, Patrick, um, I, I, I think this is a, a real shot in the arm. 
I, I still feel like, and, and I agree with you, Blair, that that was the mood in the locker room, but to me it felt like a bigger win than it would have been a bad loss today. I, I just didn't yeah. think the loss would have been a, something that spiraled the season down. They, they knew they had somebody coming back that, that could sort of offer that reset button that you mentioned. So I didn't view today as a must win. I, I, I think it's kind of a bonus that, that they won today because – you're looking at winning the division, I think, regardless of what happens today, they're the favorite to win the division. And now that, that two seed is back back in play. And like Sam said earlier, not for the home field advantage, but for skipping for getting an automatic win in the first round. All right, do we do we assume Patrick Mahomes returns next week? I I think he plays next week. Based I, on what we've seen. I think what we saw during pregame, uh, last Sunday when he came out and threw before the game against the Packers. He didn't move around a lot. He was stationary and through. But what we saw today before the game, we're seeing a, an energized Mahomes. There were a couple of times where he jumped up in the air, and I'm like cringing every time he landed. <laughs> and then even one time, he simulated a, a, a jump shot. Of course, he jumped off of his left leg, and when he landed, it, you know, he came down on the left side you know, at, so as to not put any pressure on the right. But he looked good out there. He looked really good out there. Of course, everywhere he went, head athletic trainer Rick Burkholder was his shadow and followed him everywhere he went, but I thought he, he looked good. He was running routes when Chad Henney was warming up. <laughs> yeah. And he's like running routes out there for Chad Henney and, and this on the sideline, like trying to keep his feet in bounds. I mean, he, he looks like a guy that he mentally is for sure ready to play. I think at this point it's just up to the doctors and, and trainers for lessening the likelihood of a of a re-dislocation because as we've said if without surgery which he hasn't had he's going to be at risk for having the exact same injury he already had and just as time goes on that gradually lowers but it won't completely evaporate until you have that surgery well and as much as i think um matt moore carried on admirably uh in in the in the two starts that we've seen that they're still not the same he's immobile <laughs> and I, I just mean in that way i think he showed a good arm how you know are, are we is it fair to say he was, he's been Alex Smithy in these last couple of games? Again, yeah. Yeah, that's what he is, right? I mean, that's game manager. Um. There were a couple of plays <laughs> early in the game where you and I said to each other, that's an Alex Smith play because it looked just like the Chiefs under Alex Smith. Yeah. So we'll carry on the conversation when you guys decide who you know who's going to handle the microphone mm -hmm. over here. He's Alex Smith with less athleticism, uh, much less athleticism, and uh, the decisions aren't as fast. And, and that was actually one thing that was a knock on – Alex at times, and I think fairly, is that there were times that his brain would just sort of lock and, and he would just, I'm going to run it now or whatever. And and Matt Moore does that, I think, to, to a higher degree, which you'd expect. He's a third stringer and Alex Smith was a yeah. starter, you know, with $80 million contract or whatever. <laughs> I, I, st I think, I mean, we keep, and I, I mean, he is definitely the three starter because Henny was here the back. I think he's played well enough to be Matt or to be Patrick Mahomes' backup, though, and Mahomes is healthy. I mean, why wouldn't you want to have a guy yeah. that has played two and a half games? Been in the flow? Yeah, and, and been in it, as opposed to a guy that's coming back from an ankle injury and you're not quite sure. Brian Johnson says that Matt Moore makes Alex Smith look like Mike Vick as far as mobility is concerned. I don't know if I'd go that far. <laughs> <laughs> Something to it. There was Alex a, is a good athlete. There was a play where Moore got sacked today on the third to last drive was it like the first drive that they had in the fourth quarter it's a lot of numbers probably hard to keep track of it what <laughs> yeah, drive I'm, you say? I'm talking about <laughs> um but Moore had a little bit of time and and 
Hill was going to be open. I think you pointed it out, Blair, on on a corner route to the end zone. Yeah, yeah. For sure. uh, that would have been a, a real deep game, and 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 Matt Moore just didn't have a way to get the ball out. That I think Alex Smith would have, and for sure Patrick Mahomes would have had a way to get the ball out. Yeah, Moore's cheat on that seems to be just to wait an extra second and just get annihilated. I agree. <laughs> That yeah. seems to be like his yeah. way of like buying extra time. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys see the Field Yates tweet about the speed? Yeah. Wasn't that that was kind of yeah. funny, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, let's see if I can find it. Um, the, twenty-one point six sustained twenty-one point six four for four seconds, and reached twenty-two point six four. Or is this you're not talking about Tyreek? Yeah, Tyreek. Yeah. Uh, the, the speed in which he see, ran down. You did see it. I did see it. <laughs> <laughs> um, as I as I recall. You might check me on this, Sam. <laughs> but I, I think it said it was the fastest Tyreek Hill has ever run from scrimmage in the NFL. Well, he, he, he was making a point. He yeah. was making a point. I mean, the being able to help clear the way was just a bonus, I think, to the fact of look at how fast. Because Damian Williams, like Sam said, ran a four four at the combine. So yeah, he, but it, it really not, it's well, not it, it really stood out in the press the box though, because we're sitting there watching the play, and all you see is. He'll just streak, and I'm like, for what once in we the had world? the best view possible of a play. <laughs> yeah, that was, it was phenomenal. I actually asked him, and he said this. I think I think he meant it that uh, that he started off. You know, the idea was the block, and then he realized he could overtake Williams, and he just thought he should. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say this: like, I don't know anybody who likes a trade of theirs nearly as much as Tyreek likes being fast. <laughs> He's just, God, he loves it. McCall Hardman said, this, Bolt doesn't feel the McCall same Hardman way. said yeah. this week that he thought he might be able to take him in the four, give him a race in the, four, in the hundred, yeah. but not the 40. And this was closer to the hundred than it was the 40. There's no way. <laughs> All right. Let's keep in mind a couple things. Uh, Damian Williams had a ball in his hand and Tyreek Hill didn't. Yeah. So he had that advantage. 12 ounces. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I'm sure that's <laughs> what, I'm sure that's what Damian Insane. I had the ball in my hands, guys. Um, but uh, did, did Tyreek say anything about his celebration where he crossed the end zone to jump into the stands? That looked like it was... He, he didn't. About the time that came up, uh, we got uh, last one, guys. Um, because it was... It, I did want to ask. It looked... Uh, one of us, one of this, this uh, Power Five here, um, I think thought it, that it looked like he was running across the field to a specific person, which I think it, it did have that appearance. But I... It was unclear, and uh, I guess he was in on a couple good celebrations, and those are always worth asking. He's as proud of the celebrations almost as his speed. He does love the celebrations. Yeah. Well, but but I, I, don't, I don't think that because he later asked, uh, he told Harrison Bucker to do the same thing. He said, go jump in the... In the about the, the little bit of the celebration. That's as much as I've seen a Chiefs team celebrate a game at the end as I think I've ever seen here. And, and they have had other games where they you know, won at the end, but that one... Again, I just think there was a little bit of a pressure relief. Did you talk about the most important part of the celebration? Yeah, we, we did cover that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the, the one that, that sticks out of, of a home celebration that I can think of that just approaches that was, um, I forgot what year it was now, but it, it was the opener against the Chargers. Oh, Chiefs yeah, yeah. came back from whatever it was. 21 uh, down or something. Um, yeah, and that was, that was the Alex, Alex, Smith. Alex Smith looks like. Right, you know, like Gladiator right. the, the in, in the debut photo. photo. Yeah. yeah, I call it the debut lit game, <laughs> actually, <laughs> because of that picture. But it, it had that kind of, you know, that, that was yeah. a wild scene. That was a wild scene. All right. Um, so Chiefs are six and three, and everybody else 
in the West won today, right? Uh, Broncos ended up winning, uh, Chargers won, and um, and the Raiders won. So the Chiefs don't uh, they don't gain any you know any distance from the but but they I, I think the Chargers went over the Packers pretty impressive. I mean that, yeah, that was yeah. that was impressive handled them really. Um, and so I, you, heard, you mentioned earlier, Herbie, maybe the Chargers are you know, making their kind of typical second half run under Anthony Lynn, and Chief's got to play him twice. So yeah. um, the, the, maybe, maybe that's the team and not the Raiders. Who knows coming down the stretch? We'll have to see. But I do think um, as, we, as we get out of here, we'll, we'll get some final thoughts. Um, one of them has to be along the lines of, Beating a good team with your third-string quarterback, we've said it and talked about it different ways, but um, is, is, a, um, uh, is a real positive note and maybe, maybe flips things for the Chiefs a little bit um, going, going forward. So, Sam, why don't you um, get a final thought here and what is it, what's, what's the deep meaning of today? <laughs> oh boy! That's all we um, need. That's all we want is the deep meaning. I mean, the, the first part of it, I think, is what I said earlier that I, I think it's a bigger win than it would have been a loss. But but part two, I guess, would be the defense for two straight weeks has played really well, save two or three plays in a game. And last year, when this team was giving up 30, 25, 30, 35 points in a game, it was just constant eight, nine yards every single play. They're getting three and outs. They're getting stops. And you go back and you, after a game you say, if not for leaving this guy un, completely unguarded in the flat, if not for having ten guys on defense on one play, you're talking about the defense having a great day. There was some similar stuff last week with Aaron Jones just running through a couple of linebackers that they played really well outside of those couple plays. So I, I think the defense is going to be better than maybe we even thought because – we, we didn't have high expectations based on the first five or six weeks, and they're showing some signs that I, I think they could be an asset over the past the last half of the season. Okay, I, I agree. Herbie? What in, Sam said. In, no, 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 but you've got to do it in song. Um, so. Oh, boy. No, I, I can't think of a song right yet. You see, Sam says, don't encourage us. I, I'm going to go back to my first point. I, I think today showed the character of this team. It really did. You know, last week they said there's no such thing as a moral victory in the National Football League, and they were absolutely correct. But they played the Packers as close as you could play them without Patrick Mahomes. This week, they, they again, secured a quality win against one of the quality teams in the National Football League. And that says a lot about this team. And it sets them up well the rest of the way. All right, Vahe? Um, I... I, I'm going to go back to what Sam McDowell said, but take that back to what Sam Mellinger has said, which is that, and you know, this spin is... It, spin it around then, what, what, then to Sam Kirkhoff. <laughs> um, but but I, I do think we are starting to see um, at the mid-season point here maybe some gelling of the defense, that whatever it was, 3.6 yards a carry today against a, a potent running attack and um, coming through when they needed to uh, on, a, on a couple things that... So if you're looking for patterns, you know, two of the last three games, they, they, they've, they've been a pivot point in the win. Um, so let's just sort of hold on to that and see. But I, I also do think one last point, just as what we were saying earlier, I, I, not, not, a, not a must win, but I think this, this resets the feeling a little bit. And, and it's, it's what you want to see if you think there's, there's reason to think they're, they're going to be a Super Bowl team. You want to see uh, them sort of coming through murky times in a, in a better place. 
The great Marv Levy said that the last must, the only must win was World War II. <laughs> I like that line. Um, I thought that, um, I, I guess I'm going to continue on the defense thing, but um, they gave up 23 points. And, you know, look, seven of it was off the McCall Hartman fumble or whatever. But I think the last time that the Chiefs won a game because of the defense, and they, they did some things offensively and Butker and all that stuff, but the defense was a huge part of it. The last time that the Chiefs beat a good team and, and the defense was this big of a part of it was Eric Berry's pick two in Atlanta, and that was three years ago. I looked through all the box scores. I, I didn't see another game since then that, that the defense had played this well. The Jaguars last year, but that Jaguars team ended up 5-11, and 11, mm-hmm. you know, um, and, and that was the game that Chris Jones had a, either a fumble return or interception return. I can't remember now, but um, and, and that is just hugely encouraging. Some of it is, is personnel, Derek Noddy. Some of it is, is scheme, you know, and the secondary is playing really well. Uh, you know, they're going to get Kendall Fuller back at some point, you know, you would think. So uh, th- that part of it is going to stick with me. And then, and then after that, then the runway for the quarterback, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's as encouraging a moment as the Chiefs have had since beating Baltimore, I think. That, uh, that Atlanta game, that, that same year and somewhere like within the vicinity of that Atlanta game, they went to Carolina. And, it was before, yep. Yep, and had a, it, it would, the... Um, I took it from them. <laughs> 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 uh, I, I those, those two games stood out to me as just defensive, you know, the, the defense made great plays. Yeah. And, and, of course, that was the, uh, the, the second punt into the stands. I think that was the first. <laughs> was it the first? I thought he did one here. I and, thought that was the next week. Okay, um, <laughs> it was in the series. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was part of the series. Yeah, because that was the, that was the game where everybody was like, "That's a 15 yard penalty." And then you go around the locker room, and they're like, "I thought it was 15." You know, it turns out it was only five. And the next week, everybody knew. <laughs> he just got away with it. Um, I'll just say, I thought Andy Reid had a good day today. Yeah, um, good day. Uh, you know, he he got a game plan together, an offensive game plan. You're absolutely right about the defense, but I thought he, the, the Chiefs came up with enough offense today, and when Tyreek Hill ha, is having you know performances like that, he is as unstoppable a player at his position as there is in the NFL, and the Chiefs took advantage of that today. So that was, um, that was good to see. So um, good win for the Chiefs, 6-3. and three. They end the three-game losing streak here at Arrowhead Stadium. Tennessee Titans in Nashville next for the Chiefs, but before then, we will be talking to you from Big O Tires in, we think, the address Liberty, is Kansas, yeah, City. Kansas City, Missouri, but up Liberty Way, toward Liberty, uh, on Thursday morning. We look forward to talking to you then. So for Sam, Herbie, Vahe, Sam, and our producer, Beth, thanks a lot, Beth, for, for putting all this together. We uh, will bid you good night from uh, Arrowhead Stadium, and we'll talk to you again soon. Hey, it's Blair. Hey, we have a special subscription offer for Sportsbeat KC listeners. Unlimited digital access to the Kansas City Stars award-winning sports coverage. Sign up now for one year of Sports Pass for access to all the sports news, features, and columns we have to offer. And it's only $30. That's a 40% savings off our regular rate. For your convenience, your subscription will automatically renew after the initial term at $50 unless you tell us to cancel. A lot of subscription services won't tell you that. They'll just sneak it on there. We just told you. Your subscription helps support the sports coverage of KansasCity.com and the Kansas City Star. Please visit KansasCity.com slash offer to get this special offer. And as always, thanks for listening.